This is the part that I always get the most stressed out about when I'm trying to do an interview is making sure I like record it and don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Okay, hi guys. This is Walsh with a fireside chat. Today I'm pleased to be joined by longtime Discord community member legend Cutler, uh, all the way from way down under. How are you doing, Cutler? Yeah, how how you doing, Walsh? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. It's a pleasure to be hey. here. Hey, pleasure to have you. So we're chatting Chelsea today. You know, that's kind of Cutler's big time Chelsea guy. Um, pretty plugged into what's going on over at the bridge, even though he, you know, is a little bit far away from the bridge, but that's not, not going to stop us, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, my old man's a, a season ticket holder. So, I mean, he goes to as many games as possible every year. So you were born into it right on. I was born into it, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. So, you know, I think there's no, no better place to start than the manager, right? You get the, you get the Brighton manager coming over, you know, midway through, um, you know, to mixed effect, it seems safe to say, you know, some good, some bad, some medium. Um, but maybe you just talk us through, you know, kind of how you've seen Potter's beginning, middle, you know, where, where he's at. Yeah, I think, uh, to start off with, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the feeling around, uh, Tuchel getting sacked was, was pretty negative. Like, I don't think a lot of fans really expected it. So coming in with, a uh, replacing like a Champions League winning manager with a with a slightly more unproven manager is um, uh, was not like a recipe for immediate fan success. I think the the big thing that really made a made a difference was that we didn't lose for the first nine. I think, yeah, we we won seven of the first nine. That was a really big uh, a really big bonus for us. I think uh, not only did we steal Potter, we stole like half of his recruitment staff, half of the Brighton backroom staff. Must only be about four people working at Brighton now, but from the beginning, I was I was pretty impressed. I don't think he changed too much, and he didn't really uh, need to, to be honest. You know, like we've played with three central defenders for about three years now. We played with wing backs. Uh, our defenders are better in sort of overloaded wide positions as well. So. Uh, right up until the Brighton game, I was feeling really optimistic, and we just had a lot of injuries um, pile up as well, and we kind of got smashed by Brighton. I think that was kind of a big down-to-earth, you know, everybody's a little bit like, oh, God, um, what's going on here? Like, can we can we bounce back? But it didn't really happen, and um, a lot of sort of first-team injuries, uh, Chilwell being out, James being out. We, had, we lost Kepa just before the World Cup. We lost uh, Kovacic for a while. Jorginho was out. I don't. I don't think I've seen a picture of Kante in about six months. Like I don't know where he is. Got horrible injuries. Uh, so we haven't had too much luck on the injury front. But when it comes to the initial stages of Potter, I think everyone was pretty optimistic. But uh, now's the chance to sort of get back in to the Prem and, and, and prove it again. Yes, I mean, do you kind? We know they. You guys didn't finish well leading into the World Cup. You like lost almost every game with like a draw the last five or so. Yeah, not the easiest fixtures. I mean, we're looking back. There's Newcastle loss, Arsenal loss, 
Brighton got destroyed. Draw Man United, draw Brighton. So are you putting it down to mostly like injury and just he's fighting multiple fronts? There was Europe going on in there and you feel like as the squad gets more fit that the results should kind of follow or is there a concern? Yeah, well, I think uh, the major concern for me was that we had to play very, very sort of fringe players for the last couple of weeks. You know, the Newcastle game, we're playing uh, Loftus-Cheek um, every game. I mean, he's basically, he's played a lot more than he should, really, I think. Uh, you know, not having Ovechic, not having Jorginho, not being able to rely on on Gallagher. I know you're you're a big fan of, of Gallagher at, at Palace, but he's not really played the same way at Chelsea. Like, he doesn't have the same role. He has to play more of, like, a sitting midfielder role more than anything, and that's not really what he's good at. So having him play in a two-man midfield against, like, I think, like, he got sent off at Leeds. Um, He got just sort of overrun pretty much any time he played. I think the the biggest difference for me is that, like, we still don't have a very good offensive structure. If James doesn't play, if Chilwell doesn't play, you're not going to score very many goals. I think bringing in a lot of players, um, there's no proven goal scorer. Um, Mount, Kai, Raz, you know, they're good, they're good players. I, I do, I really like all three of them, but they're not goal scorers. They're not goal scorers. And Raz, more than anything, like if that's the, the player that you're buying to like overcome, XG deficiencies and like actually get you more goals than what you're expecting to get. It's just not going to, it's not going to work out that way. Like we don't play the same way city does our expected goals. Don't come from like the six yard box, like five feet from goal. Our chances come from crosses and through balls and and things like that. Um, So the other one is Aubameyang. I don't think, I think he was good to start off with. And I thought Sterling was good to start off with as well under Tuchel, but we we don't have that like coherent attacking structure and we don't really have a, a traditional goal scorer in the squad. Well, I mean, Obbs would disagree with that, but <laughs> I take your point. Maybe this point in his career, he can't be relied on the same way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe, well, we got started talking about the attack. Why don't we maybe get a little bit more into that? I mean, I think we saw Broge injured, right? He's yeah, got he, a bad he one. Won't, he won't done. be back for the season. Yeah, yeah. It'll be next. It'll be almost like this time next year. It sounds like. So sure. So it looks like right leading into the break, he was rotating a lot. You know, the, the team sheets were very uncertain. Do you see, you know, from an FPL standpoint, like Sterling play consistently or, you know, I mean, Mount, I guess, is is the most assured of minutes of the attacking mm. options. Do you think he's, I mean, what, what do you see there? Is there anyone who you have any inclination or like his guy or something like that that we might be able to jump on? Or is it going to be, you know, horses for courses, playing different players depending on opposition kind of thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Mount. I think um, one of the things that has changed about his role under Potter compared to under Tuchel is that he drops more into midfield way more often now. His role is a little bit different than it was under Tuchel. He spends way more time in the middle third, not as close to goal. I think that makes him less of a viable FPL option than it would previously. Like under Tuchel, a lot of the time, he and James on the right-hand side would usually have a pretty similar sort of 
area that they would they would fill. You know, they would be quite close to goal. He would score a lot from from close positions. He doesn't do that as much anymore, especially under Potter. He's supposed to come deep, sort of overlap in field, and have the wingbacks go beyond him and 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 make make uh, passes and and goals from that position. I think he's less of an option. Um, Sterling, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about whether or not he was playing as a wing back. Um, he's always the most advanced player when Chelsea play. Like he's not, he's not playing as a wing back. He's almost playing as like a what, like a wide striker. So I, I don't, I, ha- I would be more confident in Sterling as an FPL option. I don't think it's like terrific. I don't think like you'd probably rather buy Bruno, who's like point one more. But um, uh, Raz is going to be closer to goal more than anything else. I don't think Kai is an option either. Uh, Potter doesn't seem to like playing him as a striker. Plays him more like like a ten, you know, behind <laughs> Aubameyang. I think like that. If he was playing at striker every game, like Aubameyang gets injured, we don't buy a striker. Kai's playing up front every game. Sure, there's like that's probably okay if we have good fixtures because he will play every game. There was a period last season, like when he got the crazy points versus Norwich and Fulham, I think it was. There was we had a great double game week where he scored a billion points, but he was always playing up front then. So those are the kind of areas that you can exploit. When it comes to like, if if you never want to pick Kai, uh, mm-hmm. and the the other thing that we have is we have Ziyech and Pulisic coming back off really good World Cups, sure. and they haven't played very much. And when they do play, like Pulisic plays as a wing back more than he does as a winger, um, and Ziyech doesn't really play at all. And I know you love Ziyech, and I love Ziyech as well. I think he's great, but they just don't really play. So that's like an extra two guys that could just get rotated in and out. Like I don't I don't see why. There wouldn't be change, like there could be consistent rotation and changes all the time. Um, and Potter does like to mess with his lineups. Like we've had so many changes, more than I think every team except one in the Premier League this season. Like yeah, that sounds. We about will right. change. We will change our lineup every week. Where where you want to pick up Chelsea players is is in defence. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ziyech to me is just such a wrong player for like Potter and what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. I just really can't imagine any position that he could fit and play well in uh, based on what they do. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll, he'll get his song out of him eventually. But yeah, Pulisic is an interesting one, right? He's only 5'7". When you look for goals in the team, he's obviously not like prolific, but he can chip in with some goals from midfield. Um, mm. But Raz is still, to me, the, the interesting one because... He does offer something that nobody else does on the team. Um, you know, with his pace and his ability to get him behind and his ability to hold the ball up and be dangerous in the box. I just, I'm always interested if he starts playing consistently from a fantasy perspective, yeah. just because, you know, he does know how to put the ball, the ball in the back of the net kind of thing. But from what I'm hearing you say, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be difficult to kind of peg any one of these guys down for regular starts. Yeah, well, I think the only one that I would be confident that starts all the time is Mount. Aside from that, I mean, he's yeah. so he's so important to what we do, and even to how Potter plays. Like under Tuchel, he was incredibly important to how Tuchel wanted to play. Under Potter, like he's played pretty much every game. Yeah. So 
he will issue play. Is he doesn't get any points. <laughs> yeah, but he's not going to get any points, and he's further away from goal than yeah. when he was getting no points anyway. Yeah, so, that's that's a bad. I think that's a bad. Yeah, it's a my bad calculations. Thing. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> but. He's he's also off some set pieces as well now. Like he doesn't take as many corners as he used to under Buchel. Yeah, you know those under, sort of yeah. a- average avenues for points. They don't yeah. always work out, but Mount was like a last season. He was like a ten and ten guy. You know, like he could get ten goals, ten assists because he had the free kicks and he had cor- like both side yeah. corners and things like that. But not not yeah, as much I mean, anymore. Yeah, I mean he's only on two goals, three assists, and he's been playing mm. pretty much every game. It's just not yeah. very good output. Um, yeah, okay, interesting on Mount because I know I've been seeing a lot of Mount in Mount tankers because of the fixtures coming up. But uh, all right, a little mm. cold water on that one. Why don't we uh, go back to the defense then? Because you know they're certainly priced well you know, within reason, um, and like you're mentioning, a lot of the attack comes from the wide areas, Chilwell, Reese, but maybe you could start off just talking any fitness updates on, you know, I think Reese is back in train, but, you know, Reese, Fafana, Chilwell, like, do you know have any ideas about what they're up to these days? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I'll start with Kepa. Kepa's back training with the team as well. So uh, that's, uh, I think Kepa's a really good option. We'll, we'll talk and about that. you expect that. him just straight back in, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mendy's not a Potter player. I think he, a lot, like Brighton, when he came in and took over from Hutton, there were a lot of players in there that were, like, not progressive passes of the ball or quick passes of the ball, um, right. like, like Mendy, Koulibaly, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of the, like, I don't expect Jorginho to stay after this season either. Like, I expect him to play quite a bit because we only have, like, two, three fit midfielders. You know, but he's not a, a Graham Potter player. He's not like a strong, progressive midfielder. He's a recycling, hold on to slow, the ball kind of midfielder. Old, very slow. Fucking scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, oh, yeah, more on defenders. Like, uh, Kepp is in training. Fofana, Chilwell, and James are all training as well. I don't believe that Chilwell will be fit to begin with. From what I can tell, he's the only one that's still working away from the main team. Okay. Uh, more than anything, um, he, because he was injured like the latest out of everybody. So James has had, James and Fofano have had much longer to sort of recover. James got injured in October. Okay. And it's, it's almost Christmas. So okay. those players are, uh, from notes that came out this morning, um, from like press conferences and training pictures, like Kepper and James and Fofana are, are training with the team specifically to be fit for, for the Bournemouth game. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, just to touch on the fixtures briefly, because I realize we haven't done that. I mean, part of the reason why we wanted to bring you on, Cutler, and talk about Chelsea is their fixtures are just really good. Coming off the mm. break, they have home Bournemouth at NFO, then they double with home City at Fulham, home Palace at Liverpool, home Fulham again. So they have a double double dip on Fulham. Um, and... These players were mentioning, right? I mean, Kepa's only four or five still. He's, he started at four or five. Mm-hmm. He dropped to four or four. He's back to four or five, but you know, it's, it's just good value there. And Fofana's still someone so interesting to me. He's four or three. He's back down and he started at four or five. He's been dropping with the injuries and the transfers and everything like that. Um, you know, with recent chill, all both five, eight. So in terms of how the defense is kind of set up, you know, he has been also, right, sort of don't know who's going to play 
it's been a lot, yeah. I think, injury related. But, you know, can you maybe speak to some of the specific players of, you know, when fit we expect, I expect like X to play all the games kind of stuff? Mm. Or, you know, what are you kind of seeing from this stable of defenders? Yeah. Uh, someone I didn't mention as well as like not a traditional Graham Potter player is Azpil. You know, like he's not, he's old now. And I mean, I yeah. love him. He's been a great player for Chelsea for 10, 10 years, but he's old and he's not going to be able to play every week and nor can he play three times in a week when James is out, you know, which is a lot of what we had to do. And that's why like RLC would play at wing back half the time. So I expect James to play every game he's fit ever. So I don't he'll probably make to... it for like a game or two yeah. and then we'll see him again in April. I don't know. April, March. something like that. Depends. Sure, sure, at, sure, the, yeah. at the end of it, like James will play as many games as possible. He's Chelsea's best player. I think um, like he is like our most creative player. Half the time he's the best goal scorer on the team as well. Like he's in advanced positions all the time. Um, but he is developing a habit of being injury prone. And I think um, one of the, one of the big things about uh, James is that as long as he's fit, he's going to play, but you could miss, you know, you could get him, he could start five and then be injured for three and then play five and injured for four. He's one of those streaky players. And I, I would definitely high, like very, very highly consider starting with him for this run. Is of he pitches. in your team? He is in my team at the moment. Uh, so is Kepa. Um, and I've, I've, have had Fofana as well. I think it is less likely that he immediately plays every single game. Uh, the players that, like, Azpil and Chalabar have played more under Potter because they've been fit and able to play in that sort of right centre-back role. Um, they will probably, at the very least, continue to play games for Chelsea. I like, I don't expect Pafana to just immediately come in and partner Thiago Silva. And then that's it. He needs to be monitored. Like he had a, a broken leg and now he had like a, a three month hamstring injury. He won't play uh, every game from the start. So um, if he's like your fourth or fifth defender, like you're really happy with three guys, like everyone will have Trippier. Most people have Cancelo, most people have Dallow, most people might have White or James. Like I, I don't mind like the fifth option being um being Fafana as long as you're like prepared to have like you, you've got another bench guy. Like a lot of people will have Somerville or um uh, Pereira. These are good guys to to sort of know that they'll be better off your bench than Fafana will be for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess that's hard to how to structure your team if you do have Fafana because part of why he is such an interesting pick is he is a start every week option. He's just a Chelsea defender yeah. and he's four three. So it's almost like for him to be good in FPL, you structure your team so that he is a starter so that you can trim even more money on your defense and maybe put it in attack or put it elsewhere. But when you're kind of starting with him, maybe off the wild card, and you don't know how fit he is. You don't know when he's going to play. Like maybe he's someone that you'd rather transfer in in a few game weeks rather than start with. Maybe he's like someone that you want to downgrade for money. I'm not sure. Yeah, he doesn't. And there's no real downside to not having him at the start. Like he's yeah, not of course. a goal scoring defender. Right. Like he won't. He won't. He won't score fifteen, fifteen, nine, or something like that in the first three. 
you know, so, uh, right, and he right, won't right. be expensive. Um, I think also uh, a lot of people are going to have Dallow or White or both, you know, like that, like 4-7, 4-8 area. If those players, um, and, you know, Arsenal have quite tricky fixtures, Man United, like, they're a bit of a toss-up, but they are good at the moment. Um, like, if either of those players don't work out and Fafana starts playing games, like, it is an e- it's an easy transfer. Yeah, for sure. What are you? Uh, what do you feel about? How do you feel about Kukurea? Because he's been also somewhat in and out of the team, in and out as an FPL option. Gets ripped off at halftime. Sometimes plays wing back. Sometimes plays center back. What do you make of him moving forward? He's five one. Yeah, I, I don't think that even at five one, if he's fit, like I would pick him mostly because. I think eventually he'll slot into that left center back role. Uh, Kuwabali had been playing there a lot because Chilwell was injured. Bukare had to play wing back. Sometimes he was still playing center back and then Pulisic was playing left wing back or, um, you know, those kind of things. I don't think he's an FPL option, mostly because I, I think that his start to his Chelsea career has been quite like disjointed. Like he was sick. He's not like a big guy and he lost like, I don't know, like 12 pounds or something in two weeks because of illness. And he had to put on a lot of muscle and come back and still play every game. And yeah, I I wouldn't personally consider him an FPL option because I don't know what the plan is for him. I assume it's to play him as a left center back because he's left footed and he's very, he's very proficient at pass, like at direct passing. Like he passes the ball so quickly and he passes it between the lines. He passes like up to strikers quite often yeah which makes him a really going into like, the box yeah and it makes him a good uh a good graham potter player but i don't think it makes him a good fpl option for, yeah. for chelsea I, I would rather have james or chilwell yeah yeah i mean potter's last plan was to sell him so nice yeah <laughs> i think that's where we're sort of watching yeah. him come over right communal communally thinking oh well he knows him well he can mm. just put him in and he knows the fucking instructions and he'll do fine but it's been anything but it's almost like he's the spare part or whatever who he's kind of puts him in and takes like just fucking his play thing or yeah. something yeah but he yeah, is so much cheaper that's the thing though right yeah. he is a lot i mean 0.7 is a lot less than james a lot less than chillwell so i mean i guess are, are you would you be interested in tilv at 5-4 i mean knowing that he's first choice knowing he's mm-hmm. old and he's gonna miss a game occasionally but like, do you think that the defense is good enough or there are just better picks out there? Well, I don't think, I think he's like, if I was to rank the options, I would say like James and Kepper are like the best two options. And then it's probably more of like a slightly a wait and see on Fofana. But after that, it's like, it's Tilv to me is definitely a, a good, an option. If you have, oh. if you have the, the money and you already have Trippier, um, you know, we haven't talked about like we're, we're not talking like full fantasy, but if you have that spare million between like Ben White and Thiago Silva, you know, like there there are options all over the the field. Tilv is like an interesting one because he is really old, but he keeps saying and like all the interviews that are done with him are like, well, this is like I'm in my best form in like ten years. Like I feel young, I feel good, but he doesn't play. He doesn't, won't play every single game. But he is a bone magnet as well. Like he, when he plays and when we clean, he's like a seven point guy. Like he always picks up 
yeah. passing passing bones and things like that. Yeah, generally. He's an option, but is he better than Fofana if Fofana starts playing every week as well? No. So that's an F, right? I guess it's yeah. it is an interesting kind of price bracket because you know, that five to five, five million defender, you know, looking up and down the, the league, there just aren't that many good FPL picks there with yeah. City having a lot of rotation in that price bracket. Liverpool, you know, the second center back still kind of don't know who it's going to be. Spurs are a little bit of a mess. Who's good there? Don't know. Arsenal, like, yeah, they have a couple picks, but they're also cheaper options. So, you know, there actually isn't a ton of competition. I mean, uh, trip, trips, right? Mentioning him. And then, you know, unless you're going up the ladder to Kinsella or something, which is a different region. So yeah, I mean, maybe Tilv is somewhat interesting if you're looking for that third pick and you do want Reese or if you can't stretch to Reese, you know, I mean, he still mm-hmm. gives you a share real pretty reliably, right? For yeah, Chelsea absolutely. defense. Absolutely. If you can't get to James, um, it's a good alternative, I think, because yeah. he will play. Like he will play. He'll play like both games of the double, for example, that kind of thing. You'd be pretty confident that he plays pretty much every every game that he can. Yeah, and I mean, Champions League isn't until February. It's a long yeah. way away. Um, so you know, he'll probably just not play cup or whatever. But you could imagine mm. him maybe playing all but like one game till. March first or something like that wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. He's he's only missed two games all year, so yeah, kind yeah, of no, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. And I mean, Chelsea went out of the cup to City, the the milk cup, one of them, you know, one Never. of them. And now we have to play City again in the other cup. Oh, nice one! So, so you're done with the cups. Very yeah, quick the cups are all done for this season, which is great. You know, like yeah. we played like a team of like seventeen year olds against City. Potter can focus on the the two competitions that yeah, matter. Exactly. So uh, that's another like another benefit. You know, under Tuchel, we played like sixty five games a season. Like we played like pretty much everything because yeah. we got to basically every final yeah. previous year. So yeah, yeah. Um, we, there'll be more rest for players like James and Thiago Silva and yeah, and uh, I think like not an F not FPL wise, but players like Kovacic as well will will get more chances to rest. Yeah. So, you know, I mean you mentioned Conte being out and, you know, he's kind of been needs must, who's available, pick him at midfield. Is there anything there to, you know, the clean sheets being a little bit more questionable based on who's available? Like mm-hmm. are there any times where you're like, oh, that's the midfield, we're fucked or something like that. We're not going to keep it clean. Like how do you kind of see that? Yeah, I think I'm, I think a lot of Chelsea fans, and, and, and certainly I know when you guys talk about Chelsea, uh, I, I share a very similar sentiment. Like, I see Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing in midfield. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, I, I mean, like, he was a really great servant like, under Sarri as well. Like, he was really great. He was not obviously not playing in midfield. Then he was playing, like, number 10. But he doesn't, after, like, a, a serious injury, he doesn't have the the stamina and the legs to be a... Premier League midfielder. And I love Gallagher. I really do. I think he's got a great future as a really good footballer, but I don't I don't think that he can be played in a two in the middle of midfield. It, it just hasn't it hasn't worked to this point uh for Chelsea, and I don't think it will continue to work because that's not what he's good at. He's good at high. He's a bit he's sort of like Mason Mount, like they share very similar attributes. They press really well, they sort of get into advanced positions they try to pass between the lines they try to like create for other people overlap that kind of thing i don't really think that um 
he's the answer to our midfield woes. And um, Kovacic won't. Uh, Kovacic and Ziyech, because they still have to play the third place World Cup game. Uh, it sort of came out this morning that they're not expecting them to play against Bournemouth at all. They're sort of saying like you take your every other player got eight days off, like eight days rest, so you can have your eight days as well, and and that means that they'll definitely miss Bournemouth. Okay. And um, that would, to me, I think that would probably mean that we played Jorginho and Ruben Loftus-Cheek in midfield uh, against Bournemouth, which is not something that I would be particularly confident about, but I would be much more confident with James, Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Kepa, uh, all back playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that's something to be much more positive about than it is to be negative about the sort of the lack of midfield options. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it is just another thing to mention, right? You guys have four cleans this year. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, really bad. You know. I mean, it's, it's about as bad as any team in the league. So mm. you know, that is something like we're not buying. Like, oh yeah, they were a well-oiled machine. They have great fixtures. They're just going to clean. I mean, it's to me, it's still. I'm still cautious. Like, I'm still, like, kind of worried, you know what I mean, about yeah. cleans, like that kind of the, the brittleness, it seems like, they, where they just do tend to, you know, lose concentration or focus or let someone mm. in behind. I mean, and it it is reminding me a lot of Potter's earlier days at Brighton where they would let up exactly, like, one goal all the time, yeah. you know, and yeah. and just by nature of, like, the the spacing and, you know, how, where everyone is. And, you know, I mean, it's not like Chelsea mm. Potter plays some type of compact defensive football. Like it's very much, you know, free flowing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely nowhere near two defenders. I think that's nuts. Um, but I guess you don't really see Reese as a defender necessarily. And I don't know. I mean, like mm. to me too, even with Keppa, I don't know, like, I know he's four or five, but they're not that good. Like, why would I spend more on him when I could get, you know, Dan Ward, who's the best goalie in the world? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I don't know. It's a little Seven bit. I think there's still game, Danny Ward. Yeah. It's a lot of points. I mean, I think there's still, there's still question marks there. Do you share that yeah. kind of trepidation or do you think it will be, you know, they're going to figure it out? Fixtures breed form. These are easy fixtures. Like you got to go now or are you also a little bit concerned? Well, I certainly wouldn't begrudge anyone if they told me, like, well, there's no way I'm getting a Chelsea guy. Like, I, I would say, like, you know, that's fair enough. Like, we haven't been, like, we're eighth at the moment, you know? Like, we lost, like, three of the last five, put up, like, very limited shots on target, not defending very well, not playing very well. But it's a different team that's going to play against Bournemouth than it is against, than it was against Newcastle, you yeah. know? Like, James and Chilwell... Uh, and Kepa being back, like, like, uh, Mendy's, um, sort of decline in the last, I don't know, eight months as opposed to sort of last year was really unbelievable. Like, he was so good in 2021. Um, and so was the whole defense. Uh, I think a, a big reason for that as well was, was Rudiger, who's no longer there, which is a big thing. And, and yeah, signing Globali to, re- to replace Rudiger, like, I could, I saw the idea, like, he, he has, leadership capabilities like he's the captain of his national team he's a very very uh very good player but he's not a graham potter player cool about he's more like uh you know he's he's sort of dan Burney first, in a lot of ways. yeah 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 and um yeah. you know I, I i don't think that that is um necessarily a recipe for 
for disaster, but I, I would feel more confident about our defensive ability this point in the season than I, than I did like before the World Cup. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, Chalabot also, we haven't really talked about it. He's 4-7. He, I think he's terrible at defending, but he definitely can pass. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's somewhat of an interesting guy, maybe, who will, can emerge as someone that Potter really likes. Don't know. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I just feel like still without Conte, for me personally, like I'm just generally concerned about, and now hearing this about Kovacic, like if he's not going to be playing, you know, I don't really you tell me whoever the fuck is playing defense when the midfield is, you know, pick two or three from like Jorginho can't move RLC Gallagher. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, Mount <laughs> having to play more defensive responsibilities. Yeah. I'm just like, that's all an issue, you know, and he's not like making up for that by dropping the line deeper or something and being more compact. Like mm-hmm. he's still playing the same way. So yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried that this could be kind of trappy for FPL because the fixtures are so good. Um, I'm sure, you know, for me personally, whichever way I go will be the wrong way, but I'm used to that. You, know, no, <laughs> you can text me before uh, the game week starts, then let me know. Yeah. This is who I'm going for, and then you do the opposite. <laughs> I'll give you yeah, that until. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, man. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to touch on that maybe we haven't done yet, or just any any other Chelsea kind of notes or comments you want to make? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think we pretty much covered a lot. I th- like, I don't think we missed out on anything. Like, I, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things to keep an eye on is like what happens with, um, the sort of the forward department as well. Like, does Aubameyang play every game at striker? Does Kai play at all? Like, where, like, is Raz still the, the furthest forward guy? Because, uh, those are the those are the areas that are sort of more up in the air and like all of a sudden Ulsic plays five games in a row at left wing, like he's similar price to, to someone like Almiron. Like that's a that's an option. Like Almiron doesn't continue to be uh like score every single week off one yeah. shot. Like maybe he's maybe that's messy. the way <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like maybe that's a yeah. place to go, like with your Almiron money, like Pulisic starts playing every game or sure. Or something like that. But yeah, I uh, um, I think that that pretty much gets uh, gets it for me. All right, buddy. So I think that's a pod. That's a fucking pod. All right. Thank you very much, Cutler, for joining us. Um, I don't know when Alan will put this out sometime in the next couple of days, and hope you guys enjoyed listening. And I hope I recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> big uh, uh, big shout out to the uh, the Aussie lads who. Uh, who listen we created our own like uh fantasy league with all the australian like some of the australians that listen to the podcast so do you do fantasy rugby or something no we do uh we do our own little fantasy of just a bunch of the aussie guys that are all big fans of the podcast oh so nice big shout outs to, even... big shout outs to those boys do you want to give any any specifics or we'll just leave it at that no we can leave it at that half of them are arsenal fans so they can go fuck themselves <laughs> um, all right all right man all right cheers bro